Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is uh, the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in today for the great one. It is an honor to always be sitting here doing this uh, for Mark Levin. And uh, where do we even start? Uh, You want to start with even Democrats knowing that Americans are getting screwed? We can start with that today. Democrat Tulsi uh, Tulsi Gabbard has said the $600 in COVID relief is, quote, an insult and a slap in the face to struggling Americans. She's right. Or we can start with another slap in the face to all Americans and now the pouting that is happening by Dr. Burks, who says now she will retire after overwhelming holiday travel scandal that's just been too much on her. That's right. The doctor that's going to save all of us, Dr. Deborah Burks, has announced she plans to retire after being outed for not following her own holiday travel guidance, calling the experience overwhelming. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. In an interview with Newsy, the White House Coronavirus Task Force coordinator said she would help the incoming Biden administration, but then plans to head for the exits. I want the Biden administration to be successful, Burke said, noting that she has worked in the federal government since the Reagan administration in 1980. I will be helpful in any role that people think I can be helpful in, and then I will retire. I will. I have to say, as a civil servant, I will be helpful through a time period. And then I will have to say this experience has been a bit overwhelming. It has been very difficult on my family. I think that was done over the last week to my family. What was done to my family over the last week? And you're now supposed to feel sorry for the 64-year-old infectious disease expert who was outed for not following her own travel guidance when she joined the task force telling you what you should do. Okay. Let's let's just deal with that one quickly because it's not going to take long. And I want to I want to step back and I just want you to understand where we are in this country right now before Christmas. I'm going to take you back to Europe for a moment. Back in October in Europe, they said we're going to have lockdowns in Europe so that you can see your family for Christmas so that you can gather with your family for Christmas. Guess what? They did the lockdowns. Guess what? It didn't work. And now guess what? They're locked down for Christmas. How'd that work out for you guys? We also know that the super spreader in this country is family and friends. We know that. We, the data is overwhelming with contact tracing. That the super spreader of COVID-19, if there is a super spreader, it is This human nature that we have, which is to take our masks off when we are around people that we trust, that we know, that we are friends with, that we're family members with. There is there there is some some part of us that makes us feel like we are safer when we are in the presence of our family members. It doesn't work. Now, I I, I want you to understand my perspective on covid. I almost lost family member to covid. Spent far too long in a hospital, pneumonia, and it was awful. 
Uh, I can tell you that COVID is very real, having now multiple family members that have gotten COVID and having family members that have gotten way too close to death. This thing is not a joke. But the idea that we need to shut down the country, and I'm saying this as someone that almost lost a family member, is also insane and unrealistic. This idea that we need to shut down all the restaurants is also insane because I go back to the science here, and I'm going to talk about that science right now. We now know overwhelming, and I have another perspective, okay? Not only have I had a family member that almost died from COVID, I also have the perspective of being a small business owner, of knowing what it's like to have employees and knowing what these shutdowns have done to those employees, to their lives, and to their families. I understand as a restaurant owner, I have a barbecue restaurant. It's called Ferguson's Barbecue. You're ever in Memphis, come see it. We now know from the science that of all the people that are getting COVID, about 1.3, 1.4% of the spreading of the virus is occurring in restaurants and bars. This is pretty much nationwide. In fact, restaurants should, in my opinion, actually be encouraged for people to go there because the restrictions are so tight on the restaurants, even right now, anywhere in the country, that the chance of you getting COVID there are probably less than if you're eating with your friends or your family or at your desk at work. My restaurant, for example, you walk in before the new lockdown that they just implemented on us to destroy our lives and to show us how much power they have over us and understand this power. The people that are making these rules, like Dr. Burks, for example, they're not elected by anyone. The fact that Dr. Deborah Burks wants me to feel bad for her because she broke her own rules, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't care that you've been serving in the federal government since the Reagan administration in 1980. You've never missed a paycheck because of COVID. You've gotten really famous. You'll get to write a book. You'll get to go sit on some boards. You'll get to go speak engagements. You're a multimillionaire now because of this. And the idea that you had a bad week because you didn't follow your own damn rules, that you said the peons of America must follow or will die, tells me, how much I really should be questioning everything that you are, in fact, telling me. This is the same exact thing for all these health departments that have never been elected by anyone who have this amazing amount of power to shut down our lives. Now, let me talk about before the newest shutdown that we're dealing with now at our restaurant. We were already at 50% occupancy. We have a small footprint. Our barbecue restaurant is not big, folks. It it, it is the, the layout of my restaurant is to take you back into time, into a simpler time, where you walk in and it is just, God bless America, old wood on the walls and signs on the walls and a big old smoker outside and it smells like barbecue. We don't have a big footprint. You put us to 50% occupancy, we are tiny. The number of tables that we have fill up in a matter of moments. Well, they put these restrictions on us over a month ago. They said 50% occupancy, and then they put these new rules. No more than six people can eat at the table. Oh, and by the way, you can't eat with anyone at the table who doesn't live in your household. So I can actually go to work with my father. We can cook barbecue together. We can start the pits up in the middle of the morning or the middle of the night, Right. In the wee hours of the morning, we can season and put the rub on the ribs, on the brisket, on the, on, the, on the pork shoulders, and we can load them into that smoker. We can then pull them and wrap them in butcher paper. I hope you're getting hungry right now. And we can pull them out 
And then we can pull that pork several hours later. And we can serve that to people. But at the same time, you want to know how ridiculous these rules are? My father and I, technically, because of these health department Nazis, and that's what they are, we can't eat together. I can work next to my manager, Miss Kathy. She's amazing. She's a pit boss that you'll, uh, unbelievable. I can work with her, and guess what happens? We can't eat together because we don't live in the same household, but I can stand next to her side by side for eight hours, and then they say, you can't eat the same table. That's how, quote, safe restaurant eating is in Memphis, Tennessee, my hometown. They maximize the tables to only six people, and only four of those people can be adults. And remember, none of them can be from opposite households, outside the household. You got to all live the same address. Tell me that isn't the safest place to eat and not have to worry about COVID. Oh, and our tables have to be spread apart X number of feet, which we've done more than six feet apart. So we have more than six feet apart tables. Only people that live in the same household can eat together. Only four people at the table can be an adult, six maximum. And then that wasn't good enough. And we're not the super spreaders, by the way. You can't eat, even have dinner with your mom and dad if they don't live with you. Your aunt and uncle, they don't live with you. Your brother, your sister, they don't live with you. Your cousins, if they don't live with you. Why would you shut down that? That is the safest environment that you could possibly have to not spread COVID. But no, 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 the numbers spike. So now guess what they've done? The people that are not elected have now come in and said, you have to go to 25% occupancy, knowing that every business owner in America where, that has to deal with 25% occupancy cannot make a living. The same way in Michigan, these idiots up there are like, well, you can have outdoor dining. Who's going to dine in outside when it's six degrees? No one is. Who's going to die in a blizzard in New York City outside? No one is going to do that. No one's going to put themselves through the elements to get a meal. Now, the health directive where, where, where my restaurant is, they actually were at least honest enough to say, we are encouraging you to close. We think the restaurant should not be open. We are encouraging the people to not eat in restaurants. 1.3, 1.2, is what we're seeing nationwide with people getting COVID when they do contact tracing in restaurants, meaning you want people to eat in a restaurant. It is such a controlled environment, and all of the restaurants are following the rules because they don't want to be shut down totally. They don't want to have their licenses take away from them, right? They don't want to lose uh, the ability to survive. So we're following the rules. We have the masks. We measure the tables. Our tables are eight feet apart. We don't want to take any risk of any health department person coming in and shutting us down. And every, every business owner I've talked to in the restaurant industry has said the same thing. So Thanksgiving, what happened? Let's go backwards. Everybody shut down around the country. Everybody said you can't eat. Everybody said stay home. And what happened? People gathered. And they gathered with their family and they gathered with their dear friends. They gathered with their loved ones and they took off their masks because you, when you, you take your guard down, you take your mask down. It's normal human nature. I am, I, for some reason, and it may, it's obviously not based in science, right? When I see my mom and dad, I don't think I need to have a mask on. It's almost like insulting to them. It's like, do you know who I am? I'm your parent. We saw the numbers go up. People are spreading this among their loved ones. You want to stop the spread? Let people go have dinner with all these insane rules. Don't shut them down. Because all they're going to do is congregate in private. 
It's the same way they were saying, well, if you see more than 10 cars or 10 people at a house, call 411 or whatever the local number is for the health department instead of 911 and tell us and we'll have the police go over there and, and, and we'll start putting fines out there. I, I don't live in – this is not Poland during World War II. This is not France. This is the United States of America. And by the way, for all you morons out there that voted for Joe Biden, you voted for this crap. You know, Dr. Burks, I, I think she's done a decent job, but she's not elected. And the idea that she thinks she can tell me how to live my life and give all this information, all these recommendations that are sucking the life out of American economy and small business owners and then not follow her own rules. And she wants me to feel bad for her. And now she's like, well, I'm going to retire because I had a bad week. What do you think we've been dealing with as small business owners since February? Because of people like you. You know, this holier-than-thou kumbaya from Dr. Burke saying, you know, well, I, I, I will have to say, quote-unquote, as a civil servant, I will be helpful through a period, and then I will have to say, this experience has been a bit overwhelming. It has been very difficult on my family. I think what was done over the last week to my family, no one did anything to your family. You did it to your family. You went to Delaware with your family on Thanksgiving, despite telling everybody else not to travel and that you need to stay home and you could kill grandma. Sorry, that's on you. Burks indicated she had changed her mind due to the intense focus on her personal life. When it comes to deciding to retire, she also tried to justify her decision to travel to Delaware from Washington with her husband, daughter, son-in-law, and two grandchildren. I think that was done in the past week to my family. You know, they didn't choose this for me. They've tried to be supportive, but to drag my family into this, Burks, trailed off in her interview. My daughter hasn't left the house in 10 months. My parents have been isolated for 10 months. They've become deeply depressed, as I'm sure many elderly have, as they've not been able to see their sons, their granddaughters, Burke said. This is what we've been screaming for months, guys. Welcome to the real world. Put on your big girl panties and make and, and realize your rules have done this. You are a victim of your rules. You have become a victim, Dr. Burks, of what you've been spewing to the country, that lockdowns and lockdowns. And you guys all sold us this crap on, hey, just wear a mask for two weeks and stay at home, and we'll, we'll make the curve go away. It's been a year. Quote, Burke said, so you'll feel sorry for her. My parents have not been able to see their surviving son for over a year. These are very difficult things. So, so here's what I'm so confused on. So Burks is going to retire because she got busted, not, uh, not doing, going by her own advice. And then when you retire, you're not going to take the advice that you've been selling to everybody. So that's why you're retiring. It sounds like that's what she's saying. Basically, I'm going to go see my family now and I'm going to retire so that you guys can't give me hell for seeing my family. What, what about the rest of us? All I'm trying to do is is provide for my family and employ others so they can provide for their families. We've been telling you that people are suffering in isolation. We've been telling you about loved ones who have been dying. We have been telling you that this, the mental health side of things, is having an unknown toll on the American people of this isolation. We as human beings, God created us to congregate, not to isolate. And in the freest country in the world, I've had about enough of this crap. But you know what this is really all about? And I'm going to talk more about this in a moment. 
what this is really all about, this is about total control over your life. And when the people become weak, socialists become strong. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. You can grab me on Parlor. Ben Ferguson show on Parlor, Twitter, Facebook. We'll be right back. Lovin. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit Levin for Hillsdale. Hillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I'm just, this is reality. These leftists are trying to take away our rights to provide for our family during the holidays. And then when Dr. Burks gets busted not taking her own advice to not travel and not see family over Thanksgiving, she then retires. This is what liberals do. They pout when they don't get their way. And when they do seize power, it is absolute. If you don't think it's all doom and gloom right now, listen to the fake office of the president-elect, which, by the way, isn't a real office. It doesn't exist. But Joe Biden's got a nice backdrop that your tax dollars, I'm sure, are paying for. His holiday message for you is, you ready for this on coronavirus? Listen, this was earlier today. I'm going to put in place in late January, people are still going to be getting sick and dying from COVID. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis, I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. Well, that's uplifting, Mr. President-elect. You want to know why he's telling you this? This is about power. You become weak, they become strong. I'll explain it next. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free 
weekly online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The only show with a warning label for liberals. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Always an honor. And if you want to know what Democrats have in store for you, just listen to Joe Biden today. It's pretty much total. The sky is falling. The world is ending. You're going to be in hell, and I'm going to be your president. So don't worry. It'll all be fine. Yes, his holiday message. This was his actual holiday message. I'm not, like, calling it that. This was his actual holiday message for Americans. Is that our darkest days are ahead of us, and it's really going to get bad. So, therefore, I can seize more of your life and your power from you. I'm going to put in place in late January, people are still going to be getting sick and dying from COVID. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis. I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. So we need to prepare ourselves to steal our spines. As frustrating it is to hear, it's going to take patience, persistence, and determination to beat this virus. There'll be no time to waste in taking the steps we need to turn this crisis around. No time to waste. Yeah, no, no time to waste. You notice how he said that, right? No, no time to waste at all. We can't waste any time for us to seize total control over your life. Which goes back to what I was saying at the very beginning of this show. If you haven't figured it out yet, let me explain it to you. For socialism to work... And that is exactly what they are trying to implement right now. The people cannot be successful. The people cannot be strong. The people cannot be independent. The people cannot be self-sustaining. For socialism to work, for the dreams of the Joe Bidens of the world to work, things have to be bad. You have to become weak. You have to become dependent on them. You have to hit rock bottom so that you are so desperate and that there is no light in the end of your tunnel that the only option left is to say to your government, please help me. Please feed me. Please give me food on my magic government EBT card. Please give me child care. Please help me pay for my heating bill and my electric bill. Why do you think in these liberal cities, just like my hometown of Memphis, 
They are doing everything they possibly can do to destroy these small businesses. Many of them, by the way, minority businesses. You look at all these places where they're doing the look at New York. How how many white guys own restaurants in New York? I'm asking seriously. How many white guys work in the restaurants in New York? It is a island of immigrants, and I say that in a celebratory way. Look at San Francisco. How many white guys own restaurants there? How many minorities are getting totally destroyed in their small businesses, their American dreams, are the life of them is being sucked out of them? Look at Michigan, for example. Michigan has shut everything down again. Why are they doing it in Michigan? It's, it's a simple reason. Because it's about power for them. You have people that were never elected that have power. These, these, these boards of, of health or whatever the hell they call themselves, depending on where you are in the country. And they are taking away the right for you to live. And they don't mind it. And the reason why they don't mind is because this is how they gain power over you. When you lose everything and you cannot sustain your own life, you can't take care of yourself anymore because they've taken the ability of you to be able to do that away from you, then you are dependent on the government. That is socialism. Why do you think Joe Biden comes out and and gives one of the darkest holiday messages I've ever heard? Hell, even a guy by the name of Jimmy Carter didn't get this dark in a holiday message. Joe Biden's holiday message to all of us is, I'm going to seize power and control because I'm going to save you, but it's going to get terrible. It's going to be bad. So don't be surprised when I do it. One thing I promise you, quote unquote, about my leadership. This isn't leadership. This is socialism. During this crisis, I'm going to tell it to you straight. You can't have a business. You can't survive without me. The government's going to take care of you. That's what he's saying. You can't not do this on your own because we're going to make you so weak that you'll have no choice but to love us and beg us for your livelihood. I'm going to tell you the truth, and here is the simple truth, Biden says. Merry Christmas, by the way. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us. We have a vaccine right now, and this is what the guy's saying. I'd believe this crap nine months ago. If Donald Trump would have come out nine months ago and said our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us because we didn't have a vaccine, I would have actually believed that. The fact that we have a vaccine now and you have a president-elect in Joe Biden who's telling you the darkest days of this battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us, when we have a vaccine being administered as we speak, tells you that this is a power play and you better wake up. He's warning you, his own words, quote, we need to prepare ourselves to steal, I'm assuming he's meaning like metal, our spines. As frustrating as it is to hear, it's going to take patience. Oh, well, there you go. These lockdowns could be extended. Your life as you know it could not ever come back the way it was. We need his words, persistence. Persistence in what way? We've been persistent for a year, brother. And determination to beat the virus. We have been determined to beat the virus. Why the hell do you think we had Operation Warp Speed? Why do you think we have a vaccine right now? But they're not talking about innovation. They're talking about government shutdowns. The president-elect wants you to feel like 
there is there is no light at the end of the tunnel. So it can justify the moves of his socialist agenda. And the socialist agenda of these liberal states and liberal elected officials who are taking away your right to do work, to go to work. You do understand this. In America today, we now have people that have never been elected under the name of we're here to save you. We're the government telling you you can't go to work and you can't do things. And they tell you that they're on your team. They're not on my team. Don't take a paycheck while you shut down businesses, and then we can talk about you being on my team. When you cut my restaurant to 25% occupancy, hell, you take a 75% pay cut. Let's see how you do, because that's what you're doing. And by the way, at least they're honest enough in the directive in my hometown to say in the directive they put out yesterday, we are encouraging restaurants to actually shut down. At least they were intellectually honest enough to say, we are basically trying to make it where there's no way you can make a profit at 25% so that you will shut down. And many businesses are doing exactly that. How is it that you can be at 50% occupancy at Walmart and Target at the mall, but 25% of the restaurant where only 1.4% of the, uh, of the coronavirus are coming from? Based on their data, not mine. Why do you think you have Joe Biden... Not seeming to think that the rollout of the vaccines, the passage of the coronavirus relief legislation, the rapid pace of economic growth were good signs when he comes out and tells you have no expectations but doom and gloom. Because he needs the power. By the way, interesting question was asked by Peter Ducey over at Fox. He asked Biden if he still believes that the stories from the fallout about your son Hunter were Russian disinformation and a smear campaign and after first mocking Ducey as a one horse pony and saying God love you Biden replied yes yes and yes yeah there's the other story that all this doom and gloom gets off the front pages you only got one person that had the guts enough to even ask the damn question of the president elect the office of the fake office of the president elect that he's made into a real office you had one reporter who was willing to ask the question, just one. And Joe Biden, mocking Peter Ducey, Steve Ducey's son, who does a great job over at Fox, calling him a one-horse pony. And the reason why no one else asks questions, because they love this guy. We cover COVID. We don't have to cover Hunter Biden. We don't have to cover actual corruption. We shut down your life and you can't survive. We don't have to cover any of these things. And we gain power. Remember, when you have money, they are weak. When you have a job, they are weak. When you have a flourishing business, they are weak. When when unemployment rates are low, they are weak. And I'm talking about the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party does not succeed when the American people succeed. If you don't believe me, look at Donald Trump. Look at Donald Trump, folks. Why do you think before COVID-19, Donald Trump was... just, I mean, he was on a he was on a a jet plane to re-election. Pre-COVID, he was unstoppable because when the American people are succeeding, socialism cannot succeed because people look at socialism and they're like, I don't want that crap. I don't need your six hundred dollar check from the government begging you for it. I don't need you in my life. I'm good over here. Why do you think so many minorities voted for Donald Trump? Because Donald Trump empowered minority communities to not just live in 
the ghetto, not just live in crime-infested area with failing schools that Democrats are in charge of. Donald Trump said, screw that. I want you to be rich. I want you to be wealthy. I want you to be financially secure. I want you to have good schools. I want you to have school vouchers. And the Democratic Party said, holy hell, we got to stop this. This guy's going to take away our voters. Socialism has never worked with an independent population. There is always a demise in the population, which is how you implement socialism. That's why they're doing it right now. Why do you think Joe Biden's warning you our darkest days of coronavirus are ahead of us? That's your holiday message because he wants you to know just how bad things are. And Joe Biden's here to save the day. Now, you may lose your business, but I'm going to save you from this terrible disease. And I don't have to answer questions about Hunter Biden. I don't have to answer questions about Burisma and Ukraine and money coming in from Moscow and China because I'm seizing power right now. And I'm using non-elected officials, people like Dr. Burks, who now once they don't even follow the rules like I'm going to retire. I was a public servant. But what you put me through in the last week, do you have any idea what it's like to be a Republican in this country right now? Do you have any idea what it's like to be Donald Trump right now in America? To be any of the Trump family members? Dr. Burks has a bad week. Because, and by the way, it's Dr. Burke's fault that she had a bad week. She told us not to travel and said to kill grandma, and then she left to go see grandma. That's on you, sweetheart. I, 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 please retire. If, you, if the first time you screw up, you can't just admit that you screwed up and had a bad day and this was stupid. Sorry. I, I, I got nothing for you. I don't feel sorry for you. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to the big kid table. Welcome to being an adult. But the doom and gloom is coming, and they're selling it to you in their holiday message. Imagine what a normal press conference is going to sound like at the Biden White House. If this is the holiday message, this is the holiday message. This was billed to the press as the holiday message. If this is the holiday ima- message, imagine what a random Tuesday is going to sound like. People are still going to be getting sick and dying from COVID. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis, I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. This is coming from a guy that's saying this while we actually have a vaccine. So we need to prepare ourselves. Prepare ourselves for a total government takeover of your life. That's what he's saying. To steal our spines. As frustrating as it is to hear. I love that word, frustrating. Did you guys notice that? We've got a teleprompter and the the president-elect of the United States of America can't even say the word frustrating when he's in charge of the speech. To hear. It's going to take patience, persistence, and determination to beat this virus. There'll be no time to waste in taking the steps we need to turn this crisis around. There, there it is, folks. There's your, there's your message of hope. Joe Biden coming after everything in your life. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin will be right back. Mark Levin.
As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. COVID-19 is the best friend of the Socialist Democratic Party, and they're going to keep using it to steal power and to take away your ability to be a self-sustaining American. That is exactly what is going to happen. I'm telling you right now. Welcome back. It's the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. By the way, if you love podcasts, I've got a little podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast. I'd love for you to grab it. We do it every day. Uh, and we went through a lot of this in our podcast this morning. So grab it. Thank you if you are a podcaster out there, if you like to listen to them. Ben Ferguson Podcast. I want to get to your phone calls, get your reaction to some of this today. Uh, let me go. And the number, one 381 3811 Let me go first to... Jane in Saratoga, welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'd just like to make a point for everybody. Uh, I was an abuse counselor for many, many years in the state of Vermont when Bernie Sanders had his little reign of terror up there. And uh, I would go in people's homes to work with them. I would go out of my way to find them a job. The state would step in and say, no, 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 don't take that job or you'll lose your subsidized housing and your mental health and your medical. Within about three years, the entire state of Vermont went under. And the state didn't come forward to help these people. In fact, they had taught them to be emotional cripples. This is what abusers do. They use fear and anger to control other people. These people had nothing when the state went under, and the state moved them out to the outskirts of town into dirty, rusty old trailers. And that was their solution. So I am angry, and I am sick of these people. And I, I want to see people stand up and realize that they're trying to cripple people. So that when, when, when you have this doom and gloom message from Joe Biden, the way that this Joe Biden message was, it, it's just all I can tell you is he gets it. He's really smart. There is an opportunity now where we can either go for empowering the American people to survive and move forward or 
we can go in the opposite direction, which is cripple the American people, and then they're dependent on us. And that is clearly their objective. When you come out, we have a, we have a vaccine right now, folks. We have a vaccine. And he's telling me that the worst days are ahead of us, that there's more doom and gloom to come, but don't worry, the government's here to help you. No, the government's here to destroy you. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Nice to be with you this evening. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, and it's all doom and gloom. Joe Biden has come out with his Christmas message telling you that our darkest days are ahead of us. Yeah, our darkest days are ahead of us, and things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. But don't worry, Joe Biden's here to save the day. We're just going to have to take away your ability to make a living. We're going to shut all your stuff down, and we're going to make sure that you understand that the government is going to save you from all of the pain that we are actually inflicting on you. That's pretty much the message. This was a real holiday message today. President-elect Joe Biden offering these words to the American people in this holiday message. Merry Christmas. Here's what socialism sounds like. Approach I'm going to put in place in late January. People are still going to be getting sick and dying from COVID. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis, I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. So we need to prepare ourselves to steal our spines. As frustrating as it is to hear, it's going to take patience, persistence. Mr. Producer, I'm sorry. I just got to go back. I really love that word. That, that, did you notice that, that grand new word? That, that new word by our, our president-elect, Joe Biden. Did you guys hear that? It's, it's frustrating, folks. Folks, I don't even know how he says the word again. I can't even, I can't even make fun of the word. Listen closely. This is your guy that's going to be running the United States of America. As frustrating it is to hear. Yeah, frustrating it is. As frustrating it is is. It is to hear. Yeah, it's fr- it is frustrating when you can't say the word frustrating. Fines. As frustrating it is to hear. Yeah, that's your president of the United States of America, elect, of course, from the fake office of the president-elect with a beautiful seal behind him as he's saying this. So it's frustrating. This is the guy who is running America come January the 20th. Steal our spines. As frustrating it is to hear, it's going to take patience, persistence, and determination to beat this virus. There'll be no time to waste in taking the steps we need to turn this crisis around. That's the part that should really worry all of you is the last, last comment there. So we're going to take the steps necessary to turn this thing around. Well, you've already shut down most of our businesses, so what's next? A total lockdown of the nation? This is the guy who's going to mandate that you wear a mask in the entire country. This is what's coming with the Biden administration. You know, Joe Biden, by the way, greeted the passage of a 6,000-page relief bill that no one could read last night. 
saying it's a start, calling for more spending of your tax dollars. Remember, when they do these, these spending bills, it's actually your money. You're the one that has to pay for it. And President-elect Joe Biden agreed the passage of this Monday night bill, this 6,000-page coronavirus relief bill that nobody in Congress had time to read the damn thing before they voted on it, by saying it's good, but we need more spending in the pandemic in the new year. The House and the Senate both passed the bill by overwhelming veto-proof majorities after having just a few hours to read something they couldn't read. The bill provided 900 in coronavirus relief funding, billion, including 300 for expanding federal unemployment benefits and, of course, $600 checks for you peons in this country because we'll send money overseas, but we'll give you $600. Half of the amount provided by the initial relief legislation earlier this year. It also included $1.4 trillion to fund the rest of the government, including massive port projects. And pet causes of politicians on both sides of the aisle. And what did Joe Biden say? Quote, I applaud this relief package, but our work is far from over. Starting in the new year. This is a theme if you're noticing it here. Congress will need to immediately get to work on support of our COVID-19 plan. That means they're going to spend a hell of a lot of your money. When a trillion dollars isn't enough, you should all be terrified of what's coming next. If you want to know who's getting richer right now, let's just talk about the people that are flourishing as these shutdowns are happening all over the country as the restaurants are being shut down. Let's just let's just talk about some of the big news of the companies that are making unbelievable profits right now that we've never seen before. I'll give you one example. One example right now of what's happening. The U.S. Justice Department is now alleging that Walmart broke federal law and contributed to the prescription opioid crisis for years. By the way, Walmart's always essential, right? Because when we, the small business owners of America, get shut down, they make more money. These are the people that they're backing. These are the people they're supporting. These are the people that the Democrats are protecting, and Republicans for that matter. Walmart contributed to the prescription opioid crisis for years, breaking the law, the Justice Department alleges. The Department of Justice is alleging now that Walmart broke the law and contributed to the prescription opioid crisis by, you ready for this, filling thousands of invalid prescriptions and failing to report suspicious orders of opioids, according to the department's statement. Now, this is immediately where we should say, okay, in a normal society, why don't we say that, guess what, Walmart, we're going to take away your ability to fill prescription drugs. We're going to shut down your pharmacies. That'll teach you to never do it. Again, no, 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 don't worry. They're just going to pay a fine and they're going to make more money even when paying the fines than they've ever made before. Because we don't really want to stop these big businesses from prospering while the little man is being destroyed by the Democratic Socialist Party. If you really want to stop this crap, you would actually shut down the pharmacies and say to Walmart, you can't have pharmacies because of what you did. But we'll give them a slap on the wrist, and they'll keep making millions of dollars getting people addicted to drugs. The Justice Department said, and this is the proof of what I was just telling you, that the, quote, civil penalties it is seeking could total billions of dollars in relief. The department's complaint, which was filed in the district court for the U.S. District of Delaware, alleges a multi-year investigation found Walmarts had violated the Controlled Substance Act in multiple ways, both as an operator of its pharmacies and of its wholesale drug distribution centers. 
You think they give a crap about your fines? They've made how many billion off of this? Quote, it's one of the largest pharmacy chains and wholesale drug distributors in the country. Walmart had the responsibility and the means to help prevent the diversion of prescription opioids, said the department's acting assistant attorney general. Walmart, for years, he alleges, did the opposite. In response, of course, Walmart blasts the Justice Department for allegedly inventing a legal theory that unlawfully forces pharmacies to come between patients and their doctors and using cherry-picked documents taken out of context. Moral of the story is, Walmart's going to be just fine, folks. Walmart will probably pay a fine and they'll move on. Some people died being addicted to Oxycontin and other prescription drugs. It's totally fine. Don't worry. Oh, but the mom and pops will shut you down. I want you to think about that. We have police going in arresting small mom and pops. Is anybody going to get arrested at Walmart for this? Nope. You got bar owners that have been put in handcuffs and taken to jail in New York and Long Island. We've witnessed it on TV like they're the worst criminals in the world because they're trying to feed their families. You think anybody's going to get arrested at Walmart for a multi-year conspiracy to help get people addicted to opioids and, and knowing that there was some problems? Of course not. You think a pharmacist at Walmart's going to be taken out of Walmart in handcuffs? No. You think any executive in the pharmacy department at Walmart's going to get arrested? No. Yeah, but the bar owner, the guy that's trying to keep his family afloat, his business afloat, his employees employed, that's the guy in America right now we're arresting with COVID. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Happy holidays. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. You want to know when your government's gotten too big? It's right now. This is that moment when Walmart can get people addicted to these opioids, and they can pay a fine and move on with their life, and not a single person will get arrested. This is all civil fines. I just I I, I predicted it before I even knew that that's what was going to happen. Because this just broke moments ago as we were going on the air. Quote, and this is amazing. I'm going to read this to you. The Justice Department alleges that Walmart knowingly filled thousands of controlled substance prescriptions that were not issued for legitimate medical purposes at its pharmacies, according to the department's statement. In addition, the complaint cites Walmart's alleged failure to report hundreds of thousands of Did you hear me? Hundreds of thousands of suspicious orders to the Drug Enforcement Agency. The Justice Department noted that Walmart's distribution centers ceased distributing controlled substances in 2018. In contrast to DEA's own failures, Walmart always empowered our pharmacists to refuse to fill, they claim, problematic opioid prescriptions. And they refused to fill hundreds of thousands of these prescriptions. It's what Walmart said in a statement. Walmart claims they sent the DA tens of thousands of investigative leads and we blocked thousands of questionable doctors from having their opioid prescriptions filled at our pharmacies. Again, I go back to this. You know there's a problem with our government when Walmart can pull this crap off and no one will get arrested. This is all all just call your accountant and see how much money we need to put aside to pay for this crap because we're killing it at Walmart. We're essential. We're open. You can be in line with 
500 of your best friends, but you can't go to church. You can't have Thanksgiving with your family, and you sure as hell can't have Christmas with your family, and you can't travel. But we can travel, just like Dr. Burks did, and now she's upset that she got busted, so she's going to retire. Because she's had a tough week because people are criticizing her and her family. Walmart will pay a fee, but a bar owner or a business owner in America that stands up to try to not be unemployed and to try to not lose everything they built is the guy or the gal that gets arrested in America. No one at Walmart's going to get arrested for this opioid abuse, alleged. Think about that. Think about that. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. You can follow me on Parlor Ben Ferguson Show, Facebook and Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show. And I've got my own little podcast. I'd love for you to download our podcast if you are a podcast listener. Ben Ferguson Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one right now. And if you just joined us, we are chatting about this total power grab in the name of COVID. Also, uh, you've got Joe Biden coming out saying it's all doom and gloom. It's going to get a lot worse. The darkest days are ahead of us, not behind us, even though we have a vaccine. And it's all so they can grab more power. I want to get to your phone calls. one 877 381 Remember... It is impossible to implement socialism if the people are strong. If the people are weak, you can do it. If the people are strong, you cannot. They love it that you're losing your businesses and your jobs. They don't mind the Walmarts and the Amazons of the world getting bigger because they're on their team. They don't mind that the Facebooks of the world shut down the pages and limit the reach of of Mark Levin, of guys like me, Ben Ferguson. They don't mind that they shut off conservative voices the way that they do because they're in this to totally control all of us, to beat us. 1-877-381-3811. Let me go to Aaron. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello. Hey, Ben. Great to talk to you. You as well. So I've never been afraid after an election. 
until this year. I know it's not over, but I mean, the way things look, let's kind of be realistic. Um, and I, I'm not afraid for myself, but I'm afraid for my kids and the country that they're going to end up growing up in. I mean, with the shutdowns and everything like this and how desperate people are going to get if things continue to shut down more. And when you have things like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act that essentially allow the government to listen in on everything and the National Defense Authorization Act, which allows them to throw anyone in jail without habeas corpus indefinitely, just on the suspicion of terrorism. And to hear people talk about, well, if you're not wearing a mask, that's kind of domestic terrorism. So you're telling me if I don't wear a mask, that's suspicion of terrorism because I'm trying to get people sick? Oh, I'm telling you right now, they're, they're, the mask mandate is real. It's happening, folks. Just be just be ready for it. The mask mandate is going to be for 100 days. In the first 100 days, at least, they are going to they are going to do everything they can to totally control every aspect of your life. And, and, and there's nothing you can do because they're going to tell you that you're anti-American, right? You're, you are anti-American if you don't submit to what they're saying you need to do. Remember, it's the, the worst is ahead of us, not behind us. We've been doing this for a year, but Joe Biden said it today in his own words. There, this is going to get worse. This is, this is, this is much worse. It's, if you think it's better, it's not better, folks. It's terrible right now. This is what they're going to do. Aaron, I appreciate the phone call. Let me go to Dennis in Columbia, South Carolina. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hey, Ben. Thanks for taking the call. Nice so to have you. you. You know, my concern is yeah, – thanks. My concern uh, is, uh, you know, it seems small because I agree with almost everything you've said. I agree with, you know, I respect you, Mark, so many conservative commentators. But the thing that I'm afraid of – that that might have hurt President Trump um, somewhat, other than you know, of course them stealing the election from him. But but also I think it might have hurt him the, the, just the lack of empathy for people in situations like mine. Um, you know I'm a 60 year old guy. I've got a five year old grandson who has an autoimmune disease. I've got parents that are in their 80s, and I have had to be so careful. Um, you know and and look I've I've been a small business owner uh, several times in my life. I feel so sorry for restaurant, bar owners, small business owners. I, I, like I say, I agree with almost everything you said. It's just I just feel like there may be you know, tens of thousands, maybe even millions of us out here who when we hear you know, people that we Hold on for me. Hold on, Dennis. I want to continue the conversation. Hold on. We'll come right back. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin with Ray. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government's share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. 
Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number. 800-806-1299. 800-806-1299. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. And if you just joined us, we're talking about where we are in this country right now. Uh, uh, CNN, by the way, has just come out of commentators now, said, quote, unquote, it's immoral for pro-Trump lawmakers to get vaccinated first. This is a CNN commentator who's saying it's immoral for pro-Trump lawmakers to get vaccinated first because, I don't know, I guess they hate America. That's, uh, or they didn't believe in science or they weren't wearing masks as much as they wanted them to wear masks. Leave it to CNN to say something this stupid, that it's immoral for a pro-Trump lawmaker to get a vaccine. Yeah. Leave it to them. They're the ones that all every time I think that CNN can't say something even more dumb than yesterday, they're like, oh, no, wait, hold on here. We got you. Well, now tell you it's immoral for a pro Trump lawmaker to get vaccinated. It's 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 it is truly amazing how dumb some people are in the world. And they're like, oh, but I'm a journalist, so I'm really, really smart. I want to get back to your phone calls. Uh, I want to go back to Dennis in Columbia, South Carolina. Dennis, go ahead with your point real quick. Well, uh, Ben, I think I was just, you know, my point is, even though I agree with almost everything you say, and I do feel like we're kind of living in, you know, Orwell's 1984 some of the time, and and, and I, I just hate seeing what's happening, uh, the socialist movement in our country, and I do worry about it for my children, my grandchildren. But at the same time, I just wish that folks on our side, uh, some of the commentators in particular would at least make room to acknowledge that there are a lot of us out here that are really struggling and feel like we should be wearing masks to protect others. You know, when I, I not for myself. Look, I, I, I said this at the start of the show, Michael. I, I've almost lost a family member to COVID. Uh, I mean, I'm talking within inches of death, long hospitalization, pneumonia. Okay, I, I'm I, I'm the first person to say that COVID is real and that we better be cautious and careful. All right, I, I'm I'm I I am the first person to say this. All right, For, it's it is very real, but I have to also say at the same time that the idea that these shutdowns that they're now provide that they're mandating for us and and these restaurants and that you have to you know you've got to submit to us right, and if you don't submit to what we're telling you to do, that you're somehow uh, a threat to society is unrealistic because. People are not some people are just not going to wear the mask. They're not. Can we both agree on that? We'll take more. You know, give me an inch, they'll take a mile a hundred percent. You know, I try but, to but I I mean I know people that are not gonna wear these masks. My thing about these shutdowns is if I don't feel comfortable or you don't feel comfortable because you're higher at risk of going out in public, you have the right to self quarantine. You have the right to not go out and eat, you have the right to not go out and shop. You can function now from home without ever leaving your house. We figured it out with COVID. You can get all your food sent to you. You can get your toilet paper sent to you. You can do Amazon Prime. You can do all these other places, Walmart, everything else. You can you cannot leave your house. 
these stay-at-home orders, these these government shutdowns that they're using, this is this, this is the it's taking away your right to make a choice what is best for you and your family. If you're around people that are at risk, right? We had an employee the other day, okay, and and I said this earlier. I own a barbecue restaurant. I own a, a gun range, a gun store. We had an employee that said, "Look, I have family members that are at risk." These numbers are spiking, guys. I need to not work for a few weeks until the numbers go down. I'm not. I don't want to quit. I, I want to come back. That's being a responsible adult. The government didn't tell him to stay home. He made the decision that was best for his family. He made the decision that was best for his family. Think about that. That's what we should be doing. It's called personal responsibility. When you give these non-elected officials the power to decide what you can and cannot do with your life, also while only sending you a measly $600. Are you kidding me? By the way, Donald Trump has called on Congress to amend the COVID-19 bill. Uh, Donald Trump has asked Congress to increase the COVID relief bill from $600 to at least $2,000 per person, or he will veto the bill. Good. Miss Producer, if you can grab that audio as soon as we get it in uh, from Trump. Uh, apparently, we've got this audio where he's saying this. Let me know when you guys have got it. But again, Trump has now said that we need to amend the COVID bill and give Americans $2,000. Or he is going to veto the bill, which if you're going to start giving away all this money to all these foreign countries, then at least give some of it to the American people. And, and there have been liberals on the left and, and these rhino Republicans are like, well, you don't understand. There's two different bills here. There's the covid relief bill, but then there's a spending bill. They're two totally separate things. No. When the Kennedy Center gets twenty six point four million dollars in funding and the American people only get six hundred dollars, they're saying screw you, the American people, because the twenty six million going to the Kennedy Center is your tax dollars. It should be going to you. But this is part of the Democrats' plan. They don't want you to be financially independent. They don't want you to be uh, an individual that is powerful. They need you to be weak. That's why they're throwing $600 at you, which covers virtually nothing. When the Smithsonian gets a billion dollars, they say, oh, what's separate funding? It's a billion of your dollars that should be going to you. When the National Art Gallery gets 154000 and by the way, who's going to the Kennedy Center right now with COVID? Who's going to the Smithsonian with COVID? Who's going to the National Art Gallery right now with COVID going on? Who's going to the National Arts and Humanities, anything dealing with that with COVID right now? Who's going to the Woodrow Wilson Center for $14 million we're giving these guys? And again, it's your money. Who's traveling right now? I mean, we're giving $1.3 billion to Egypt, $700 million to Sudan, $453 million to Ukraine, a half a billion to Israel, $130 million to Nepal, $135 million to Burma, $85.5 million to Cambodia, $25 million to Pakistan, and $1.4 billion to Asia, RIA. The American people get $600, and you want to know why Donald Trump's calling on Congress to amend the COVID-19 bill and saying, hey, you need to send them $2,000 of their own money back because this is our own money. Don't forget that. They don't want you to survive this. They want you to be decimated by COVID. This is the ultimate socialist power grab by the left. 
Congress is, is, is screwing you right in front of your very eyes. Many of them Republicans, by the way. They didn't even have enough time to read the more than 5,000-page document. And don't worry, they'll tell you over and over again, well, there's a small portion of the bill that addresses the pandemic, like 300 a week and unemployment benefits, another round of direct pay stimulus checks. Instead of being $1,200 per adult and 500 per child, it's just a flat rate of $600. And again, this is your money they're giving you. With no distinction between whether they're, whether they're an adult or a child, just 600 bucks. But everything else gets paid. Everything else. The COVID relief bill lays out the groundwork for a, quote, climate security advisory council that has nothing to do with COVID. COVID relief bill has an invasive species assessment, mitigation and reductions. Price tag, $130 million. That's on page 1594. Congress is more worried about, quote, water sources on Tibetan no price tag associated with that. We just know they're going to get a bunch of money than you, the American people. Another line in the bill, Tibetan issues, there is there is authorized to be appropriate $1,000 for each of the fiscal years 20, uh, sorry, a million dollars for each of the fiscal years 2021 through 2025 for the Office of the United States Special Coordinator in Tibetan Issues. So we got a million dollars to give to that scholarship money for Tibetan scholarship programs, and you get $600. We're creating a U.S. India Development Foundation with an annual budget of $30 million. You get 600 We even have assistance for Tibetan refugees, $8,000 per year for the next, or $8 million, excuse me, per year for the next four fiscal years. And $4 million per year for the Tibetan government, but you get $600. The COVID relief bill also includes $10 million for gender programs in Pakistan. $10 million to study gender programs in Pakistan. And you, the American people, get $600. And that $10 million is your money that we're sending to Pakistan for gender studies. The COVID relief bill include a lengthy subsection titled the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act of 2020. So we're fixing horse racing now or giving an integrity in this COVID bill. And you get $600. And you want to know why Donald Trump just said, I'll veto the bill unless you give every American $2,000. He's absolutely right to do that. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. We're going to have that audio coming in from Donald Trump talking about this. Also, Donald Trump just issued fifteen new pardons, including George Papadopoulos. We'll have details on that coming up as well in just a moment. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. You can follow me on Parlor. A lot of you guys are on Parlor. A lot of Parlor action tonight. So if you guys are on Parlor, I'm on Parlor. Uh, just Twitter, but I'm moving to Parlor, so I'm Parlor. Facebook, Twitter, and also you can uh, listen to my podcast every day, Ben Ferguson Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. It was China's fault, not their fault. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package and maybe that administration will be me. Wow. That's what I call a good president right there. We're getting screwed. We all know we're getting screwed, and he's saying we're getting screwed, and I'm not going to let you get screwed. Well, all this money is going to all these other places around the world. And this list is a long list, $135 million to Burma, $85.8 million for Cambodia, $1.4 billion for Asia, Reassurance Initiative Act, $130 million to Nepal. This is your money going there, $700 million for Sudan, $435 million for Ukraine, $33 million to Venezuela. $3.3 billion in grants to Israel. And you get $600? Without all that junk, I bet you we get to $1,200, $2,000. And that's exactly why Donald Trump just said what he said. Well done, Mr. President. one 381 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mr. Producer, where do you want me to go next? Let's go to... Uh, let me go to Chris in Grand Rapids on line five. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin, Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Hi. Yeah, hi. Uh, uh, thank you for taking my call. I'm truck driver. I'm on the way right now. You know this, uh, are you listening? You hear me? Yes, I you just fine. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, this uh, speech of the... Biden remind me very my darkest moment in my life when uh, 40 years ago uh, dictator Jaruzelski uh, say use the same words to the uh, Polish nation said is a dark cold winter's days ahead of us and next day they come to my office and take me two gorillas military for interrogation that took me away from Poland for 
I didn't see my family for five years later on. Anyway, so I assume... Hold, hold on a second. If, Don't say anyways. That's an incredible story. God bless you. Uh, and I think the point you're making a, right now is... You've lived what we're now seeing laid out by Joe Biden, that our darkest days are ahead of us. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say what the, the next going to do over here, Democrats. They're going to issue documents of Democrats, same like Communist Party issued the membership uh, things. And if you not belong with not have this kind of documents, you're not going to get anywhere job. Even if you have a job, they're going to interrogate your employer to lose your job, and that's going to be 100% control for this. You're going to be begging for food, for everything. You, you mentioned something that uh, other people listening right now around the country will say, okay, you're just some crazy, you're a conspiracy theorist. That's never going to happen. All right, let, let's go back to uh, Andrew Yang, right, former presidential candidate, Democratic darling, who said he believes everybody should have a barcode after they get their COVID vaccine to show that you've had your COVID vaccine. And, and, then, and then you can get on airplanes. Then you can go to work. Think about how scary that is. You got to have a barcode? I mean, this is, this is a guy that ran for president of the Democratic Party that still has a voice in the Democratic Party, who works, by the way, for CNN. And, and he called for a proof of vaccination barcodes. Is there a way for someone to easily show that they have been vaccinated, Yang says? Yeah, is there a way for someone to easily show that they have been vaccinated, like a barcode they can download to their phone? There ought to be. It's tough to uh, to have mass gatherings like concerts or ball games without either mass adoption of the vaccine or a means of signaling, he says. So the point that you're making right now is not a ridiculous point, Chris. There's former presidential candidates in the Democratic Party already saying exactly what you said. You can't do anything in, in our in our society unless you submit to our rules, our vaccines. You can't go out and gather. You can't get on an airplane. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a concert. Andrew Yang has already said this. Unless you do what we tell you to do, which is show us your barcode. And don't think that he didn't put this out there because it's a real conversation that's being had by many Democrats out there. And when Joe Biden says, the, 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 look, the, the, the toughest days are ahead of us, not the easiest days. Don't think for a second that he isn't test driving this for what he's about to do when he gets in there on January the 20th. Chris, God bless you. Thank you for reminding us of what happened to you in Poland. Five years not seeing your family. Welcome to America. I hope you never have to experience that here in this country. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Nice to have you with us tonight, Ben Ferguson, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. And Donald Trump is not leaving the White House without fighting for the American people. And he's saying what we all know, we're getting screwed. U.S. lawmakers are putting the priorities of others and other nations ahead of the priorities of the American people. And you have to ask yourself the question, why? Why is that happening? Tell you exactly why that's happening. It's happening because they don't care about us. In fact, many in Washington need us to become weak again, not powerful, not independent. That's why in the COVID relief bill, you have all the pork barrel spending. That's why the COVID relief bill created a committee to regulate performance-enhancing drugs and horse racing that you're paying for. Yes, and horse racing. Yeah, the COVID relief bill will make it illegal to give horse races painkillers before training or racing. Does that have anything to do with you? No. COVID relief bill won't even allow you to go to a horse race, but we're fixing horse racing. The COVID relief bill outlays funds to address gender Inequality among statutes in the bill. The COVID relief bill includes funds for a museum that will offer programming, education, exhibitions on the life, art, history, and culture of women, which you can't go visit while we have COVID-19. The COVID relief bill includes $139 million for federal HIV AIDS workers stationed abroad to buy new cars while you can't afford your car notes because the government's shutting down your small businesses you got to ask yourself this question. Whose side are they on? Why is it that the COVID relief bill includes funding to discourage teenagers from drinking and having sex? Yes. We're now going to study the youth risk behaviors such as underage drinking to illicit drugs used without normalizing teen sexual activity. That's in the COVID relief bill. I'm not joking. COVID relief bill creates a commission tasked with educating consumers about the dangers associated with using or storing portable fuel containers for flammable liquids near an open flame. I'm kind of at the point now that if you're dumb enough to put gasoline next to an open flame, if it happens, it's kind of on you. At what point does the government not their job not to take care of you? I'm tired of the government warning me of everything. I'm tired of the government seizing control over my life because they believe that COVID-19 is the way for them to gain their power back. They lost under a flourishing democracy over the last four years under Donald Trump. Why does the COVID relief bill provide another $40 million for the Kennedy Center when no one's going there right now? Why does the COVID relief bill include $1.5 million for the Appropriations Committee Office of Diversity and Inclusion? As well as lots of money for receptions when we're not supposed to be having receptions right now. Why does the COVID relief bill mandate new hiring measures to ensure diversity in the intelligence community? So let me get this straight. We may not have the best person in the intelligence community because we decided the person's gender 
or the color of their skin is more important. That doesn't sound like we're, it sounds to me like that's a recipe for an ass whooping by Russia or China. I'm allowed to say that, Mr. Producer, right? Just making sure I don't want to get in trouble. Seriously, I mean, you want to get your AWS kicked by Russia and China. You want to, you want to have them own us. Let's have an intelligence community that we choose the best people in it based on the color of their skin, not based on their actual qualifications. That's what's in the COVID relief bill. It mandates new hiring measures to ensure diversity, not the best people. If there's any place in our government that I don't give a crap about the color of your skin, I don't care how tall or short or white or black or Hispanic or I, I don't care what you look like. It's in the intelligence community. But no, 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 the COVID relief bill mandates new hiring measures to ensure diversity in the intelligence community. In fact, it mandates it in 180 days. I'll read you the exact bill. You ready for this? (laughs) Section 2, or excuse me, 322, report on the use by intelligence community of hiring flexibilities and Expedite human resources practices to assure quality and diversity in the workforce of the national intelligence community. In general, no later than 100 days after the date of the enactment of this act, the director of the National Intelligence shall submit to the Congressional Intelligence Committee a report on how elements of the intelligence community are exercising hiring flexibilities and expedited to make sure that we have total inclusion. So we're not hiring the best people anymore. We're filling up jobs in the intelligence community based on quotas of skin color and sex. We also have in the bill funding for Voice of America and Radio Free Asia. Yeah, because that has so much to do with COVID. Just $3.3 million for for each of the new fiscal years. For Voice of America, Radio Free Asia, just going to authorize and appropriate $4 million for each of the fiscal years 2021 through 2025 to Radio Free Asia for broadcast describes in the paragraph above. Because that has so much to do with COVID. Oh, and if you think Joe Biden cares about you, he doesn't. Section 136 of the continuing resolution provides funding for the executive office of the president to provide administrative support for a presidential transition. Amounts are provided to the presidential transition administrative support at a rate for operations of $8 million. And Donald Trump's got one hell of a message for you folks. Excuse me. Joe Biden has one hell of a message for you. The worst is yet to come. Not the best. The worst. Joe Biden today wants you to know he's going to seize even more power. More power than ever before. Because the worst, our darkest days are not behind us. They are ahead of us. We have a vaccine, but don't worry. I'm going to seek to solidify my power. And destroy your life so that you need me over the first 100 days when I'm in office. The changes in approach I'm going to put in place in late January, people are still going to be getting sick and dying from COVID. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis, I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us not behind us. So we need to prepare ourselves to steal our spines. As frustrating it is to hear, it's going to take patience, persistence, and determination to beat this virus. 
There'll be no time to waste in taking the steps we need to turn this crisis around. You got to love that, don't you? Yeah. Our darkest days are ahead of us, not behind us. That's right. Our darkest days. So thank goodness at least one person gives a crap about all this. That's Donald Trump. He's not done fighting for us. He can't believe that we're only going to get $600 when we're giving all the money they just said to everything else. That they do these these 5,500-page coronavirus relief bills that no one has time to read. So the president came out tonight and said, yeah, sorry, joke's on you, Congress. I'm not going along with your shenanigans. I'm standing up for the American people. Here's what the president had to say moments ago at the White House. Throughout the summer, Democrats cruelly blocked COVID relief legislation in an effort to advance their extreme left-wing agenda and influence the election. Then, a few months ago, Congress started negotiations on a new package to get urgently needed help to the American people. It's taken forever. However, the bill they are now planning to send back to my desk is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. For example, among the more than 5,000 pages in this bill, which nobody in Congress has read because of its length and complexity, it's called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, $134 million to Burma, $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment, $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan, $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama, $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., which is not even open for business, $1 billion for the Smithsonian, and an additional $154 million for the National Gallery of Art. Likewise, these facilities are essentially not open. $7 million for reef fish management, $25 million to combat Asian carp, $2.5 million to count the number of amberjack fish in the Gulf of Mexico, a provision to promote the breeding of fish in federal hatcheries, $3 million in poultry production technology, $2 million to research the impact of down trees, $566 million for construction projects at the FBI. I love how the president's actually publicly shaming them. That's why he's reading this stuff off, because without him saying it, no one would believe it. And the president's saying, no, 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 you don't get to spend all of this money on all of this crap and then only send a measly $600 to the American people when all the other money that you're talking about is actually their money. This is the part that so many Americans forget. This is actually our money. Everything that he just went through is our money. The bill also allows stimulus checks for the family members of illegal aliens. It allows for illegal immigrant family members to get checks. Our money. Here's your $600 while we make you weak so that you need us, the government, because socialism is what Joe Biden's bringing to the United States of America. 
You can't be powerful. You've got to be weak. Allowing them to get up to $1,800 each. This is far more than the Americans are given. Despite all of this wasteful spending and much more, the $900 billion package provides hardworking taxpayers with only $600 each in relief payments. And not enough money is given to small businesses and, in particular, restaurants whose owners have suffered so grievously they were only given a deduction for others to use in business their restaurant for two years. This two-year period must be withdrawn, which will allow the owners to obtain financing and get their restaurants back in condition. Congress can terminate it at a much later date, but two years is not acceptable. It's not enough. I, I mean, you hear the president talking and you get his point, and his point is very clear. We're getting screwed, the American people, and I'm not going to let you do this. Not at least, not, not, uh, I'm, I'm fighting until January the 20th, which is exactly what a good president does. Meanwhile, the other president's telling you doom and gloom. The world's going to get worse. It's going to get terrible, so I can have more power over you. More shutdowns are coming. you got to trust me, but I'm going to send you 600 bucks. 600 bucks. That's how little they care about you, the American people. And this is the Democrats and the Republicans. So, so just understand this. A hell of a lot of Republicans voted for this crap, too. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. You can follow me on Parlor. You guys are active on Parlor. I love it. Follow me on Parlor, Ben Ferguson Show. Also, you can grab my podcast uh, if you're a podcast person, wherever you get your podcast. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Ten million earmarked for genders, programs, and Pakistan. And the president says, sorry, not going to happen on my watch. President Trump is sending the COVID bill back to Congress, demanding direct payments to be increased from $600 for the American people to at least $2,000 per person. Also, he's demanding slashing wasteful foreign aid. He's calling out Congress saying, not on my watch. And telling you exactly what is in this bill. 
Nice to have you with us tonight on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Uh, I want you to hear a little bit more of what the president had to say, and then I'm going to get your phone calls in here, uh, get your reaction to this. one 381 3811 But the president making it very clear he's not playing. Uh, he is, he's, he's calling them out. He's not playing. You're, he's, gonna, he's going to make it abundantly clear. You, you screw with us. You screw with the American people. They deserve more than just your little $600, Congress. $600, not enough money. Whose owners have suffered so grievously, they were only given a deduction for others to use in business their restaurant for two years. This two-year period must be withdrawn, which will allow the owners to obtain financing and get their restaurants back in condition. Congress can terminate it at a much later date, but two years is not acceptable. It's not enough. Congress. And, and by the way, that's a, he's talking about the small business, you know, loans there, the PPP. He's saying you guys are even screwing the small businesses, the same small businesses that you're shutting down again. This is what you're doing. I'm not going to let it happen under my watch. It may be under the next guy, Joe Biden, which the American people, ha- ha- ha, you, you guys decided, a bunch of you decided to vote for him. That's on you. But n- I'm still president until January the 20th. It's found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. It was China's fault, not their fault. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I am also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package and maybe that administration will be me. And we will get it done. Thank you very much. Well, that's just going to irritate the liberals and the media. They're going to be like, oh, look, the president's implying he's never going to leave the White House. I love, I love how he knows how to troll them. I, I, I absolutely love how he knows how to troll them. I'm going to get to your phone calls now, and I'll go first uh, to, let me go to Tom in Tampa, Florida. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hey, Ben. Thank you very much for taking my call. I don't know where to start. I mean, this whole mess with uh, Biden, I hope I hope Trump vetoes this bill um, and I hope Congress does what he he says he needs him to do before he'll he'll sign it. But back to my isn't isn't it nice, Tom? Let me, let me just say this. Isn't it nice to have a president that says screw you to Congress when they try to screw the American people? Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. 
And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin doesn't just read the news. He makes the news. Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. Donald Trump says to Congress, uh, yeah, I'm going to stand up for the American people and pretty much screw you. (laughs) I love this guy. This is exactly why I voted for Donald Trump not once but twice. He looked at this bill and he saw everything that we've been telling you about. And President Trump sends the COVID bill back to Congress demanding direct payments to increase from $600 to at least $2,000 per person and also demands... You slash the wasteful foreign aid spending that doesn't help Americans. And he calls out Congress for not doing what's best for the American people. A bill that no one had time to read on purpose. They did this on purpose. This is all about making us weak. And making them strong. You want to know what Democrats say about this bill? Nancy Pelosi touted her plan to give American dollars a measly $600 as a stimulus check, calling it, quote, significant. This is the same woman that previously said that larger sums of money when Donald Trump was running for re-election were, quote, crumbs. Can, can we go back to, you know, I liked the Pelosi when she really hated Trump before the election because what she had to say now about this Right? As Pelosi said, the $800 is significant when she's now in charge. We also have in the legislation uh, direct payments, which were not in the Republican bill, to America's working families. I would like them been bigger, but they are uh, significant, and they will be going out soon. We also- $600. So Pelosi now says it's significant for you. Let, let me remind you what Nancy Pelosi had to say back when she was, you know, really hating on Trump and the Republicans, uh, when it was a political issue for her, when the House Democrats uh, were angry and furious at just $1,000 going to many Americans. Um, a number of companies are attributing the tax bill for being able to give higher wages to their employees, as well as being able to give a number of bonuses to their employees. How do you respond to that? Well, I... I... The number of bonuses that were given, well, one, one of the bonuses was already in a union contract, and then they added a little more money to that. That same firm just so told their employees that they were going to be laying off 1,500 people, and if they wanted to save their jobs, they could all start working 32 hours in those uh, communities. So the, the, in terms of the bonus that corporate America received versus the crumbs that they are giving to workers to kind of put the schmooze on is so pathetic. It's so pathetic. Crumbs. Did you hear that? So $1,000 it was pre-election, post-election. Oh, it's significant. You're getting 600 bucks, Americans. This goes back to what I said to you before. If you don't think they're trying to weaken the American people so that you need them, you're not paying attention. 
How did 600 hours become significant? And just a few months ago, 1,000 hours were crumbs. Crumbs that they are giving to workers to kind of put the schmooze on is so pathetic. She called 1,000 hours pathetic. Now 600 hours is significant. Bonus that corporate America received versus the crumbs that they are giving to workers to kind of put the schmooze on is so pathetic. It's so pathetic. And I would hope that in the with their big advantage of bringing money home at a very low rate, that they would invest in infrastructure and things. But the experience has been that they will, uh, they will do dividends, they will do stock buybacks and things like that. I think it's insignificant. So $1,000 was insignificant to Nancy Pelosi, and it was crumbs just a few months ago. But now it is significant. You getting $600. It's a significant amount for working families, she says. And we're so proud of what we have done. Scumbags. This is why Nancy Pelosi is a scumbag. I'm going to give Americans a $600 stimulus check, and I'm going to call it significant. But a, but a few months ago, $1,000 was crumbs, I tell you, crumbs. Again. Government is powerful when you are weak. Government is weak when you are independent. Government is weak when you are self-sustaining. Government is weak when you can provide for yourself. Government is weak when you are in charge of your own destiny. Take that all away from you. And they own you because you're desperate for them. That's why $600 has all of a sudden become significant to Nancy Pelosi because Biden's on his way to the White House. We don't want you to be self-sufficient. We need you to need us. Here are your crumbs so that you beg for the next batch of crumbs. We're not going to give you real money or real relief or real help. We're going to get you addicted to our drug This is nothing more than modern-day political slavery. That's what this is. What Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are giving you is modern-day political slavery. We own you. We tell you what to do. We tell you where you can go. We tell you where you can shop. We tell you what you can buy. We tell you who you can eat with. We tell you when you can be open and when you can be closed. We tell you how many people can sit in your restaurants. We tell you where you can and cannot travel, who you can and cannot see, and who you can and cannot break bread with on holidays. That is the literal definition of socialism. Look it up. Look it up. This is socialism. And everybody knows it. And that's exactly why Donald Trump said enough of this. Let me go to Jim on line three. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Hi. Hi, Jim. You there? I just say Jim or Tim? Jim. It's you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, this piggybacks off of what the gentleman from Poland was saying. I spent some time over in some of those countries over there, Croatia, Serbia, um, places like that. 
And one of the laws, and it was an actual law they had on the books, said that you were by law only allowed one male friend and one female friend at that time. And I said, my God, why? And they said, because the socialists do not like people gathering, they start talking, and they don't like it. They organize, right? I mean, let's go back to the civil rights movement in this country. How did people, how did the civil rights movement gain power? People were meeting and gathering at churches, at backyard barbecues. They were gathering in small restaurants. They were gathering uh, in their front yards, in their backyards, and specifically at churches to organize. Why do you think the government doesn't want you to be able to organize right now against them? Why do you think that they're coming down on people that have protests? Look at New York today, for example. They got protests with these workers out there, and they're trying to say, oh, they're going to spread COVID. Sorry, that ship is sailed, folks. You guys never stopped a Black Lives Matter riot ever. You never stopped an Antifa riot ever. Don't tell me now that these workers can't come out and protest you. Am I right? Absolutely. Um, we have our owners, uh, business owners, getting arrested. We, you know, being told we can only congregate in certain numbers, things like that. It's scarily familiar from what I saw over there in that part of Europe. It's frightening. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you, Jim. Nice to talk to you. Let me go to um, Bill in Denton. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. How you doing, Ben? Good, sir. How are you? Good. Hey, the reason I'm calling, it's a little different subject than what you were just talking about, but it's about the the past election. Uh, I, I believe that the problem with our government today and the Republican Party is we have way too many rhinos or anti-Trump supporters. Oh, look at look at all these rhinos who just sold us out on this bill. Remember, there was hundreds of Republicans that voted for this crap that, that, that literally just gave you 600 bucks. That's it. And, and says that you should be thankful for that. Like, you should be happy about that. You should be thrilled about that. You should thank them for that. That's Republicans, too, that did this. Say it again. That's Republicans that did this as well. This, you can't blame only the Democrats for this spending bill that gives more money to, more money to foreign countries than the actual American people. Exactly. So my suggestion to President Trump, should he fail in his bid for the presidency with the Congress and stuff, I am suggesting to him, and I'm going to write a letter to him. I, I know what you're going to say. You think he should start his own party. Yes, because... because Don't. Why? No, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me, okay? I, I, hear me out, please. Hear my heart on this one. No. We're not going to start our own party because we will divide the party and Democrats will take total control of the House Senate and the presidency with super majorities. We beat our own scumbags. We beat our own scumbags. We beat the Mitt Romneys of the world at their own game. We don't allow them to get more power because we divide. We beat them just like we beat the establishment when we just, when we totally owned the establishment with Donald Trump. I'm not just because there was one weird fluke asterisk election with COVID and mail in carpet bombing of ballots doesn't mean that I start my own party. No, I'm going to kick the crap out of these rhino Republicans and make damn sure that they don't get the power back they had pre-Trump. 
I'm not starting my own party. I'm going to beat them. Because if we start our own party, Bill, we're screwed. We will divide the vote and we will never win elections and the Democrats will own us. And, be, and I'm not going to start all over because of COVID. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm not going to abandon the Republican Party. I'm going to own the Republican Party just like Donald Trump did. one 381 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. You can follow me on Parler, Twitter, Facebook, and my podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Much more coming up. Much lovin'. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. So we just found out that the stimulus bill includes millions to help Pakistani women open bank accounts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's real. It's actually there. We're, we're sending millions of dollars of your taxpayers' dollars to Pakistan because women can't apparently open a bank account on their own. Can't do it. They can't open a bank account on their own. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. Nice to have you with us tonight. And, and, and again, if you want to know it, when the government is no longer your friend, I say that facetiously because I honestly don't think they've ever been my friend in my lifetime. You want to know what they're doing in the socialist state of Michigan? This is, this is when you know the government is not here to help you. The government's here to destroy you and hurt you. Okay, this is when the government is actually there to hurt your life, not to help you. Michigan agents gave a sob story to a restaurant owner for a meal, then busted, busted the, the owner to shut them down for giving them a meal. Michigan State Senator Tom Barrett recounted a story of a business owner last week about an alleged incident with a compliance agent from the Liquor Control Commission. According to Barrett, an individual approached Charlie's Bar and Grill in Pottersville saying he was really lonely and asked if he could have something to eat. The restaurant owner felt bad for the man and served him a meal. It's Christmas time. No one, by the way, should feel bad about this happening. He said the owner thought nothing of helping someone in need, but according to Barrett, it was not simply a man down in his luck, but rather an agent undercover looking to bust an American citizen trying to help out his fellow man. The agent of the Liquor Control Commission, 
who was apparently attempting to entrap the business owner. This is what your government dollars are now being used for. We're entrapping business owners. We are actually entrapping business owners with your tax dollars being used to entrap you. Fast forward a few days later, the liquor license of Charlie's Bar and Grill has been suspended for allegedly violating Governor Socialist Gretchen Whitmer's lockdown order. Nobody, quote-unquote, in the Liquor Control Enforcement Division is missing a paycheck right now, wondering how they'll get through Christmas. The state representative noted, unlike many business owners and employees affected by these mandates, Charlie's Bar and Grill is one of several establishments hit by the Liquor Control Commission. Local ABC 12 reported 26 establishments across the state have been published by the agency for allegedly violating coronavirus orders since September. A brewing company, or a brewery, I should say, in Traverse City had its license suspended. It must appear before a state administrative law judge on December the 28th that said that vehicle city tacos will remain open, allegedly in violation of Whitmer's order. The restaurants are accused of allowing gatherings, providing indoor dining service, failing to enforce face covering requirements, and failing to restrict patrons from congregating. They're not on your team. They're not your friend. This is your tax dollars going to a liquor scumbag license, liquor control commission who goes in undercover, who, who, who literally entices for no apparent gain to the owner of the business. A sad, a sad story, he was really lonely and asked if he could have something to eat, and the man gave him something to eat, and then they shut him down and took away his license because of it. This is, the, this is sincerely the crap that you would think would happen in Cuba or Venezuela. Not in America. But this is exactly what's happening in America right now. And your tax dollars are funding this. This guy, whoever this undercover scumbag was of this government, was actually on the job with our tax dollars, and he was entrapping a business owner who was trying to help his fellow man. It, it, by the way, you notice the complaint had nothing to do with alcohol. They didn't say that he served him a bunch of booze. He didn't say, man, I'm just exhausted. I need some, I need some liquor here, and he broke some liquor law. No. He said he needed something to eat, and this bar owner wanted to help his fellow man and gave a man something to eat. That's all he did. Nothing else, just that. This is not the America that I want my kids to grow up in. It's always an honor to fill in for the great one, Mark Levin. I'd love to keep up with you. Uh, I've got a podcasting listen to, Ben Ferguson Podcasting. Follow me on Parlor, Ben Ferguson Show, Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show. It's time for us to fight for this country. Merry Christmas, everyone. See you back here real soon. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.